This is the Podcast Inc. production. Booyah! This is the moment podcasting fans listening around the world have been waiting for. Coming to you not so live from a listening device of your choice. It's time! Podcasting out of this corner, a mixed martial talker, holding no professional record. He stands at six feet one and one half inches tall, weighing in at whatever he feels like, hailing out of Toronto, Ontario, Canada, presenting the sometimes angry, always funny, Self-proclaimed podcasting champion of the world, Steve Fingerstyles! So, welcome to another rendition of the podcast. I am here once again, always again, and brought to you by Black Belt CBD. If you're into CBD products or you want to try CBD products for the very first time, please head over to blackbeltcbdproducts.com. Use promo code THEPODCAST25. You'll get 25% off. This is more geared towards your athlete, but it's good for your everyday blue-collar worker or anyone who has aches and pains. You do not smoke this. You do not ingest this. This is totally rub-ons and lotions and sort of that stuff. Very low THC, less than 1%, so you will not get high. Do not worry about that. So please visit blackbeltcbdproducts.com. If you're into nerd culture or like to collect stuff like sign memorabilia any of that sort of stuff please visit firstrow.ca use promo code the podcast 20 this is a canadian company i love to support each and every week so to all you american listeners who go check out this website everything you see there is in canadian funds so it's a little bit cheaper to you and of course yes they ship down to the united states they update daily so you visit it literally every day like i said they got sports memorabilia signed comic books signed everything wrestling figures you name it you want it they got it there if you want to support me directly please visit my t public store at tpublic.com or scroll down on your device that you're listening to me on today and click on the embedded link right there it takes you right to the merchandise store i got everything you need from hoodies to t-shirts to onesies to covid masks to travel mugs to phone cases literally anything you need or want is right there but if times are rough and you cannot support me monetarily it's totally understandable during these hard times the most important thing you could do takes you five seconds free of charge rate subscribe review on all major platforms but most specifically apple podcasts stitcher TuneIn, soundcloud spotify and iHeartRadio. so this week's guest has competed in the flyweight and bantamweight divisions for such organizations as the wec ufc and ryzen retired mixed martial artist current alchemist the psilocybin guru Uncle Creepy, Ian McCall. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Watch that guru talk. It's getting people in trouble lately, and I just go, hey. Um, it's it's an interesting thing. It's like the word shaman, but worse. Right. Um, it, it's, it's... And yeah, you know what? I'm, I'm in the process of going through shaman training, but not to be a shaman. Okay. It's to understand my craft and what we're doing, because... Uh, that's just not what I'm about. I'm a performance coach. I'm making my coffee, so I'm standing here. I'm actually I'm using a Tim Hortons mug. Nice. Um, <laughs> yeah, my, like I told you before, my, my fiance is uh, she's from a former Yugoslavia or modern day Serbia. Right. But she, uh, when she left, right as the country fell, mm. uh, she ended up in Toronto at Seneca College. There you go. Um, where was I before that? I'm trying to blank here. Um, what was I talking performance about? coach. Oh, performance coach. Yeah, I'm a performance coach. I, I need to um, know, understand what what these things do for performance okay. with athletes. That's, that's, that's my thing. And um, I've learned a lot. I've been able to teach a lot. And it's incredible. You know, I'm the first person, or we are the first people. It was my idea, so it's kind of fun to think like that. <laughs> uh, first, people, first people to bring a major uh, a psilocybin study right. with major universities and FDA approval to a major sporting organization. And obviously, that sporting organization, 
was the UFC. Right. So, uh, the UFC knows what I do. They love what I do. They know enough about mushrooms uh, because of us, because of the information we've told them and send them. Right. And, uh, and you know, you'd think major sporting organization would have, you know, they would be over, they wouldn't want this. The UFC loves it. They just can't give me money because it's a schedule and substance. Right. They're a U.S.-based company. Gotcha. But Jeff Davis, like, yeah, he's a friend of mine. You know, Jeff goes, no, dude, tell everyone. Tell everyone what you're doing. Because <laughs> the, other, the other sporting organizations are, are shunning people like Daniel Carcillo mm. of the Blackhawks. Right. You know, good friend of mine. That's that's not a good situation. Right, right. And the NHL is going to look bad. Um, they're yep. going to look real bad for this, especially because what's going on with all that minor league stuff. Yo, that yeah. Daniel's going. I'm like, God, you, you guys need to. You better. You better listen to this guy and play nice because he's a really good dude too. <laughs> right, right. Um, but anyways, so you have psilocybin. Uh, th- that's that's my molecule. That's my medicine. That's what I like to work with. That's what I understand the best. Right. Um, you know, on a macro and a microdose level. Uh, but I found myself in an interesting position as the only, or the, not the only. There's people that are in it already. You know, kind of, kind of, it's just, there's no one like me, really, right. does this. Um, there are other intellectuals and other, other coaches that are sports performance coaches that are now using psilocybin mm-hmm. uh, to boost their athletes. Or, But, uh, you know, I've got uh, a study I'm building, studies I'm doing uh, in microdosing. Um, and learning a lot of stuff, having a lot of fun, but also teaming up with major organizations. I mean, I have mentors that are from the original series of psychedelic people from the seventies. Oh wow. I have mentors from the new the new ABS. A guy named Robert Forte has uh, we just have fallen in love with this man. He is incredible and he was taught by everybody. Everybody. I mean, you know, and, and to be compared to oh, you remind me of my buddy Tim. And I'm like Timothy Leary? He's like, yeah. I'm like, oh, oh my God, that feels so cool. Or oh you 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 know who used to do that sort of thing was, was Hunter. Hunter and my Hunter S. Thompson he's like, yeah. I'm like, mm. oh I feel so cool right now. Right. Well, you want to do any, want to do some experiments? I'm like, yes. <laughs> I, I, yes, I do. Please. Right. Oh my god, I'm so happy I know you now. You know. <laughs> oh my. Okay. Well, before we go even further, for people who don't know, what is psilocybin? Can you explain to people who just have no idea what the hell we just went on a rant for for six minutes? <laughs> so psilocybin is the part of uh, magic mushrooms as magic. Mm. It is. A molecule produced by fungus, okay. by different species of fungus. Right. Um, and uh, it is a, a major psychedelic. Uh, you can microdose it performance-wise. You can macrodose it for performance-wise if oh. you, if it's not your first rodeo. Okay. <laughs> if you get what I'm saying, you know, like someone like myself, I have to test the boundaries of this. This is science I'm doing. Right. Uh, so I'll just, I do it. I'll take a larger dose and go to go yoga. Or oh I'll go God. hit the bat. Or oh. I'll go hit pads. Really? Because I'm, I, I'm not your average person when it comes to physical things, and I haven't stopped True. since I retired. I've gotten buff and strong, and like actually healthier since I retired. Because I'm not getting beat up all the time. True. But I still move. I, I still move like I used to. I have lost a step, which is fine. Yeah, but how about when you're taking the mushrooms? Obviously, because you've taken them for a long time, your tolerance level yeah. is higher. So is that what you mean by pushing the boundaries? Because you just keep going and going to see where it goes. Yeah, of course. And people go, well, why? And I go, yeah, exactly. Because right. I want to. Because I will. Well, what is the point of getting to, say, 25 grams of mushrooms? Okay. And instead of taking like a big dose, just three and a half, mm-hmm. a heroic dose. Being a hero in this this uh, sport, you want to call it, if you want to look at it as a competition, sure. five is, is a hero dose. Okay. Well, you know, people go, why, do, why would you do 25? I'm like, because... There's something called a God dose, and I, I don't, oh. I'm not trying to be God. I'm not trying to. I mean, I would like to talk to God if, if it's a person. I don't know. However, sure. uh, it's not an entity. There's something there. Right. Um, but every person that I look up to that mentors me in this in this business mm-hmm. that I, that I seriously care about goes, "Oh, have you done? Tw- have you done over twenty yet?" And I go, "No, oh, wow. I've been close." And they go, "Oh, wow. Yeah, okay, oh, wow. just wait." And I'm like, fuck, okay, I gotta have to. It's like, it's just like doing Aya, ayahuasca. Right. I, I've never done ayahuasca. Oh, no. Because oh, I appreciate okay. it so. No, mm. and everyone trips out. I'm like, I, I know. I, do, you, do you see how I still have a lot of shit to fix? Aya <laughs> will fix that, and I haven't done it yet because I'm waiting, they're respecting it. Oh. I'm actually doing it very soon. 
I think uh, maybe next week. Um, but you know, it's it's with me. I, I'm not really going to rush into all this stuff. I okay. respect this stuff, yeah, and sure. I've had those troubling experiences with 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 drugs, right. where it set me back six months mm-hmm. personally. You know, it's like I can't afford that right now. Right. I have so much to do. I have so many people to help. You know, like I said, I'm the first guy to ever bring a major psilocybin study to to a sporting organization. Right. You know how much more goes on with that? I mean, we're we're shooting with with all these different huge, uh, you know, media outlets. Like the biggest media outlets you can think of are shooting us or asking for us. Right. And it it, it feels good. So I have to do the right work. I have to understand harm prevention. Mm. I have to start understanding the feminine. Understanding the feminine. Um, because I've got female athletes I work with, with Olympians and pro athletes, and right. I, I can't be that guy that you know I used to be as a as an MMA fan. Sure, you know I'm a, I'm a I'm a dad. I'm a dad to an eight year old, and I'm getting married to a woman who's a fifteen year old. So I'll be a stepdad to another young woman wow. who I love, and I have to be I have to be a great man for these people, these, these young ladies. You know, and it's like. I, I never was, and it wasn't like beating women or doing anything like that. But I just right. wasn't. A, I was. A, I was a, just a crazy person that just just used them as objects. It was gross. It wasn't a good thing. It, right. It's to be able to you know pull out of that and just go like, look at guys. I get what you know about the old person. That's fine. Right. Right. But just give me a chance. Listen to this podcast, or listen to this podcast, or sure. one of the other. 25 or to 50 <laughs> that I've done since I've become this person and no one pays attention. Like that, that, no, I shouldn't say no one. No one that I grew up with or or that I'm close to, my friends and family, they don't pay attention. Mm-hmm. They don't like, they just hear me babbling about crazy molecules and things that I do and I go, he's just right. on drugs. And I'm like, no, I'm not, I'm not, on, I'm not, kind of, but, <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's like, I just laugh at him because oh, I'm like, you like, like my parents grew up in the seventies and sixties. Right. Like, you guys did them. You, my dad used to tell me stories of eating large amounts of peyote, like, oh. like 15 peyote buttons in one sitting. And I'm like, Oh, oh so you, you, why, why, you're why I like to go like that. Uh, why I like to get there at a certain level. Sure. And you know, I like to blame it on somebody else. I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, no, it's just, it's my, my exploratory nature. You know, I'm inquisitive. I, I like understanding. If I'm going to understand something, I want to understand all of it. And I want to go deep. And that's where I've, I've been. I've used COVID as a master's class for um, what I do. I was already I was already on my way. Right. But pe- people have been so jacked up with this whole COVID thing. Um, I mean, I bought a farm, oh, a 40-acre farm with the hot springs. And I like got basically a master's master's degree, master's class, whatever you want to call it, right. in in this in this sort of science and psychology. Like psychology is the next thing I'm I'm really really advancing in. Okay. Um, because I'm actually doing my first psychotherapy. Yeah, right. I'm actually studying it more and learning and just understanding it better and, and, and being able to use my tools to read people. You know, I, I've used COVID to not only bond with a family that I'm building. Mm-hmm. You know, and we're 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 co-building a family uh, in a new career. Like I needed this. I can't have out that many outside distractions. I'm like, I'm such a hard worker. I, I work my butt off where it's it is unfair to the people around me. But my fiance is the same way. We work from home. We're always around the kids. The kids work with us or for us, and uh, so it works out. You know, we're lucky that way. But um, you know, the pe- people, the, this whole fear going on you know like i know how healthy i am how i take care of well i, I teach people to take care of themselves right the mccall method is all encompassing people go how that doesn't make sense i go well look at the team of people on the website because there's somebody for everybody mm. it's not about it's not about me right it has my name on it but you know it has it has uh you know scientists and psychologists and and other scientists and breath coaches and this person and that like these highly educated individuals that helped me turn into this this creature that I am now, mm-hmm. that was used to be suicidal, and that guy over there addicted to drugs forever, wow. and all these other crazy yeah. things, yeah, yeah. you know, acting the way I did. Like it, it's, I'm just showing you the tools. That's all, you know. And if you want to hang out with me and, and pay me to help you out, I'm I'm pretty damn good at it now, so I can do that. <laughs> well, what? Okay, so you said you had like everyone knows if, if they know obviously whoever is listening to this knows who Ian McCall is, and they know your past fighting and all your troubles and all that. Okay, first thing I got to know is 
you were actually in a gang as well, right? Okay, now, was, was this... A, I was a little thug. Now, I'm, I'm putting up air quotation. Was this a gang or legit? <laughs> um, okay, so... You had... It started as a joke. Because I live in Orange County, California. Okay. You know, at the 1%, bunch of rich white kids. Sure. Like, this place is paradise. Everyone is uppity and Trumpsters. And um, I, I come from a, a presidential family. Oh. We go back to the we go back to Franklin Pierce, wow. the guy that started the Civil War. Oh shit! <laughs> Imagine having those ties in these times. Wow, exactly. Shit. <laughs> and, and I just go, you know what? Like, that's not obviously like I have no tie to that. Shit. Of course. I, I, but uh, but it, it's just it's crazy to grow up here, right? And we were such entitled little shits, but we were also the first generation of kids with UFC. Oh. And we we all trained. So you've got a bunch of, of kids who are, you know, they're they're big and pretty and they're good at sports because <laughs> they get all the best training and food and everything. Sure. These kids don't know how to fight. And then you get my friends who have the same advantages, right. but we're, we're highly trained killers. And mm-hmm. I was doing martial arts my whole life. Right. So I was the best one. Okay. It was myself, Shane Del Rosario, Robert oh. Emerson, Josh Smith. Um, I mean, there was a bunch of other, Justin Levins, oh, a bunch of really tough fighters sure. in a group of people. And we, we went around... Out of say forty friends mm. that we would show up to parties with to yeah. fight, twenty five of us had pro fights. Wow, thirty five of us trained, and another five had amateur fights. It was oh my god, it was not fair. So so you know we we would go into these into these parties and just right. you know we weren't we were doing we were flashing you know like gang signs and beating people up, but it was a joke to us. Okay, okay, it wasn't. Like, it wasn't serious. Right. I, I was a bad kid. Yes. I was one of two people in the group that were selling drugs mm. and guns sure. and being just, a, 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 I just had access to it. Okay. And I lived on the beach and someone mm. had, someone had to sell that stuff to all these rich white kids. Of course. And I did. And that was just it because I was the most dangerous person around. Mm. And they're, they were, I'm like, what? I mean, oh, I can do whatever I wanted. If I had to take something from them, I'd take it. I was, mm. a, I was a little thug wow. and it was gross. And you know, it, it uh, but, but see, I was also smart because I worked my butt off and I got to fighting. I went pro at 18. Oh, okay. And and I, I, I started businesses and started doing this because, again, it was it was me being a little drug dealer trying to figure out ways to, you know, of do course. stuff. Um, and just being, being – and some of it was legit. Some of it was just, you know, fronts. But, right. uh, again, it was just a bad kid. Well, my house got raided a bunch of times, DEA, whatever, cops, ATF. Um, and – I, I got into fighting and I was like, okay, that's, that's done. Number one, I don't need to beat people up. I see how easy it is to beat people up. I got in a situation where I hurt some people, right. had to pay their, their medical bills. And I was like 19. Oh, wow. I think. Uh, and I got in a few fights after that, of course. Like, you know, there was a, more than a few, I guess. But, when, well, yeah, yeah, that was the first time I really hurt somebody myself. I hurt a group of people. I hurt a couple people. <laughs> um, you know, like, I, yeah, I get tasered after because it was a big brawl. The cops saw me hurt this person, but they didn't see me get jumped. Well, I leave three people unconscious and one with a broken face. So I'm tasered. I'm on the the, 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 the gurney, you right. know, yeah, yeah. sitting there miserable because I just got tasered. That stuff's Ooh. horrible. It hurts. Mm. And then I see three stretchers go by. Of, and I was like, wait, all my other fighter friends were there. No one else got hurt. I was like, what the hell? I did all that? <laughs> Jeez. You know, and, and oh I'm like, well, what's one? So fast forward, you know, the career happens. I get over it. I, you know, my daughter is born. I I become world champion. I I stopped selling drugs, you know, before she was born because I was like, this is not, you know, I was in that rehab in jail, but I was paying my way through rehab with drug money sort of thing. It was (laughs) a vicious cycle. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just because I was good at it and I knew I didn't have to do it. I I, I don't want to go to prison. Okay, I'm not going to do drugs. We're good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. I don't blame you. Holy shit. You know, that was my way. You think WEC fighters made enough money besides Uriah Faber to pay their bills? That's true. No. That's true. Or fighting at fighting at Tachi Palace? No. Mm. I, I mean, I, I was in cannabis. You know, I was doing all kinds of stuff, and and, and uh, I. And, but I was smart. The money I did make in fighting, I've made investments and I've done smart things. I own sure. part of a CBD brand that we've got the only FDA certification in the world. 
Oh, wow. The only banned substance control group certification in the world. <laughs> you'll, you'll, you're going to see it on, on a UFC match soon because, of course, Beautiful. I know Jeff. Jeff's a good buddy of mine. Right. I'm going to get it. Going. I'm going to make the deal happen. Um, and so, you know, you you go through all that stuff, and you know, right. my best friend dying in my arms. I mean, there was there was Ooh. there was so much trauma in my life up until Shane died. Until I read after he died, right? Because I had, I mean, that was that was at thirty. Maybe it was thirty-one. Um, Shit. You know, he, we had we had we had. I mean, thirty, forty friends that we knew that died: drug overdoses, murder, suicide, car crashes, whatever. Oh my God. You know, like yeah. like I think I know like a handful of people who have taken out their dad's Porsches and crashed them and died. Like. Shit. It, this is just, you know, it's, it's, kids just do stupid shit. Right. And my, my era was all pilled out. Everyone was on pills here. Okay. Um, so, you know, a lot of drama, a lot of shit. My mm. best friend died in my arms after a light night of partying. I was asleep upstairs with my kid, but, um, you know, I got blamed for that. What? You know, I, I put on me cause I was the former drug addict who was, you know, I had overdosed before I died of a drug overdose and uh, he must have done it. I was like, yeah, I shoved, I shoved drugs into a a, a six foot four, 260 pound professional kickboxing world champion. Right. Yeah. You guys all did drugs with him too. And I just was like, at that time I was like, Oh, you're going to call me a murderer. I'll show you a fucking murderer. You know, I just had this this rage. So I I isolated and I, and I, that was the ending. That was the, when I went all those times when I got sick, Mm-hmm. In my career, right. at the end, I was in the hospital all those times. Yeah, yeah. I went to the hospital like twelve times in two years. Wow! I was addicted to pills. I was stressed Shit. out. I was depressed. I was suicidal. I was a right. mess. And then I, I ended up leaving the UFC, and I, I had some, you know, some deep, deep uh, issues. Obviously, everyone mm-hmm. does, but mine were very apparent. And uh, I knew before I went through a deep uh, a DMT. Uh, not ceremony, just a, just a session, smoke session with my brother, uh, who was the first person to give it to me, you know, uh, thank, thank God for him. Right. Uh, and he, and he, uh, well, I, I just realized like, look, the party's over. You know, you're snorting fentanyl. Wow. You're, you're, yeah. Like, I never, I've never liked needles. I don't want to just shoot heroin or anything, but I'm snorting right. fentanyl. Yeah. Right. Um, and just to know like, okay, this has to stop. Like we have to grow up. So of yeah. course, my last fight, I get knocked out, mm. and that was the one time a punch has done something good for me. Because I walked in the back and I looked at my coaches, and I was like, "Well, this is over. Wow. Thank you, boys. Yeah, yeah. We had fun, right? Yeah. <laughs> let's go get a beer. <laughs> Fuck it. Like, we got cash. Let's get out. Let's go spend it." And I like, and I just, I knew it was over, so I went mm. home. And I had already done all the research on microdosing and whatnot, so I started to really get into it and biohacking, breath work, meditation, yeah. yoga, which is stuff I've always done. My diet and exercise was always, my whole life, I was born with a genetic lottery. Mm. Sure, I'm not six feet tall, but right. I'm not bad I'm not bad to look at, and I'm more or less, I'm extremely athletic. Mm-hmm. That's the main thing. I'm a freaky athlete, and, I, and right. I've always done it. My life, that's all I've ever done is sports. That's all I've done. I've focused on my body my whole life. Um, so I knew like I can heal this. I healed it with uh, hormone replacement, you know, TRT, which I'll be on forever, but that's fine. I'm, right. I don't, I have, now I have five kids basically or four. <laughs> um, I, don't, I don't need any more. I don't want any more. True. That's not the point. So there you go. Um, you know, but like even like testing out little things like IGF one and, and like growth hormones. I don't use like those synthetic ones. My, of course I have biochemist friends that make peptides. Oh, wow. okay. They make the most amazing peptides. And, not only with the microdosing, but I was also sticking something in my body called uh, brain-derived neutrophic factor, okay. and, and AD plus, you know, and nicotinicide, tridentine, uh, I don't know. Um, I don't know all the big words yet. Uh, <laughs> but that's just one that's escaped me for years. Um, but yeah, it's a BDNF with NAD plus. Helps with addiction, helps with uh, you know, neuroplasticity, or oh. something called uh, epigenetic neurogenesis, where you probably heard the word doing a little bit of research. Now, yeah. that's the healing process. When you're microdosing, you're trying to create BNF and glutamate. Mm. And I'm sure other stuff, but uh, so I put it in my body yeah. in, in droves. I'm sure I, at a point that was too much for too long. 
but I need some serious healing. Mm. And I, it's, it's definitely exacerbated some issues that I've had in my brain of like, I'm not going to say I'm autistic, but Mm -hmm. there's something there. Okay. And I, and especially understanding my, my outburst before growing up the way I still, I still act, I still, you know, a little bit stuttered or whatever it is. There's (laughs) just, okay, I get it. You know, maybe I'll, and then my buddy's like, you didn't do anything like that. He's like, you healed your brain. I was like, yeah, but you don't know how far I went. Uh, but you know, this was just a learning process. I didn't know. Wow. I wasn't. T- I was just trying to fix myself. I wasn't trying to teach this or sell it or anything. Like I right. like I would. It was just I was just trying because I read a lot. That's all I did. I read and listened to people. Right, right. And um, learning more and more about modulating my hormones, getting with doctors mm-hmm. and other scientists and chemists, and listening to what they have to say. Learning more about nutrition. Learning about something we preach called the micro diet, mm-hmm. um, which is huge. You people, if, if you don't take. Or even if you do take a protocol of mushroom supplements, which is which is pretty much all you should be taking. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you can take a, you know, a daily vitamin. Sorry, a daily vitamin, but always take a huge stack of mushrooms. Mushrooms, uh, medicinal ones. It doesn't have to be psilocybin. Okay. Psilocybin, is the, yeah, psilocybin is the magic molecule you want there, but you don't have to. Have, you don't have to have that. Oh, okay. So, so and some and it's a microdose, so it's not perception. Right. But it's gonna there, there's that entourage effect of all those. It's still going to help with your brain. It's still mm. going to heal your brain up, gotcha. just not as fast. Mm. Okay. Um, and, but you have so you have antifungal properties, antiviral properties, anti you know antibacterial properties, all in mushrooms. Antiviral properties that means you fight a virus. Right. Uh, what is what are we fighting right now? A virus. Yeah. yeah. And okay. so you have these these things called polysaccharides and beta glucans, and you have your little cell wall, and those bond with your cell wall, make your cells stronger, so right. that COVID cannot bond. Uh. Also. Another quick tip because you're in Canada, uh, smoking pot. So THC and CBD, as tests out of Canada have shown, right. they blunt the production of two different proteins, ACE5 and ACE3, I, I kind of read them again, um, where those help, those superpower COVID to dig into your receptors and, and inject all that bad information. Mm. So if you blunt the, the production of those, they're not going to bond as fast, and then you're, you're, um, you're you know, you're... And now mushroom molecule, your immunity cell is going to be better. And, oh, okay. uh, you know, it's great because, you know, you also have high dose of vitamin D, which is super deficient, but I'm sure being up in Canada. I know. You know. We're all lacking it up here. Yeah. And, and there's, there's, I mean, we're so microphobic as a culture, as a world culture. Right. You know, we, no, we are. And, and we, we need to not be because we're going to be eating, we're going to be taking these things from now on. And in... You know, in a very short time, we're going to look back. Once everyone has seen this book or read this book or or seen this movie, it's called Fantastic Fungi. Okay. I, a name named uh, Paul Stamets. He is a legend. Um, you're going to realize that fungus is going to save the world. Fungus runs the world. It's also going to save the world. I mean, it's, it's, awesome. it's, just, it's, that, it's that important. Not only for your body, for your food, for your soul, for your mind, everything, but, but for... To equestrate all this fucking carbon that's in the air right. now, California's burning. Uh, to take other harmful chemicals out of the air, out of the soil, out of the water, they can clean up oil spills. They've they've taught mushrooms to Jeez. eat plastic and cigarette butts. What? what is the implication there? That's a multi-trillion-dollar business just cleaning that shit up. Wow. You know, it's like, okay, big pharma, attack that shit. You just, you stop making shitty drugs and just do that. Make, 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 you'll make more than you've ever made. Right. And we'll be cool with it. We'll like you actually now. Oh we don't want to burn your house down. You know, like, fuck. It, 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 it's, it's, it's just crazy when you can, when you learn the importance of fungus and how long it's been around. Right. I mean, this, these are, these are honestly sentient beings that came here on a, on a rock or something <laughs> and they helped us which if you need to Google also I, I know it's crazy to do this but no, Terrence McKenna theor, theorized the stone date theory okay okay the stone date theory is how we evolved from your hominids to the monkeys we are now sure uh, the monkeys were the monkeys were acting like you know right, like right. we're not acting like civilized creatures but um, he, he said that, that we, we, we were once we were once roaming plains animals we were, we were sorry following plains animals Mm-hmm. You know, giant quadrupeds that we would, you know, we would eat. We would eat, you know, pick up their poop and eat the bugs, and then you'd have a little a poop blossom, a little mushroom there, yeah, yeah. and you eat it. And then all of a sudden, you can communicate. All of a sudden, you uh, can see better and hear better, and you're high as fuck hunting, and now you yeah. can kill those big animals with sticks and, and rocks. 
And then you can imagine being the first monkey on the plane to eat that and go, holy shit. And then look at his friends and go, they, they all looked and you start talking, just like, hey, Bill. <laughs> yeah? Like, what? My boy, Bill, why did I answer that? Oh, why, did, shit. why did I know that? Yeah, yeah. You know, you're the first monkey, you're the first monkey on the plane to, <laughs> to eat the poo blossom. Right. And just go, wow. Oh, I gotta figure it out. You're the first guy that's like he's the first he's the first messiah of the monkey people. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I can talk. Check out this. Make the stick pointy. Yeah. Make yeah. the rock sharp. We're good. You know? Okay, so now I gotta know because people, the listeners know. Well, majority of them know, but all the new listeners probably don't. I suffer from a lot of head trauma, so I gotta pick your brain on a few things. So first, what helps me a lot with my head trauma, and like you, I I grew up with with mental head trauma, and then as I got older, physical head trauma from playing sports and from working and all that stuff. Right. So when I was younger, I used to stutter a lot, which I don't stutter anymore, thanks to me practicing, literally looking in the mirror and getting it down. And now as an adult, I noticed it started coming back again. But once I take CBD oil, it disappears right away. And same thing with the headaches. I smoke a lot of weed because of the THC factor. It mellows me out, like it's especially for sleeping and for appetite. I don't have a, a big appetite, so it helps me eat as well. Now, my problem is I also have liver problems. So when I ingest stuff, my liver doesn't break it down properly, so I don't get the natural stuff from it. So is there another way of taking mushrooms other than ingesting it so you could get all these benefits that you're talking about? Yes. Okay. Okay, so you said a few things there. I want to touch on, I want to touch sure. on a few. Go for uh, it. The CBD. Mm-hmm. The CBD is knocking down your inflammatory response. And you said it helps with your diet. Obviously, well, cannabis helps with your diet. Right. Uh, you said something before that about the CBD. stuttering. When was it affecting? My stuttering and my speech. Stuttering. So, yes. So, you're, you have neural inflammation from, like you said, the head trauma before. Right. Now, the head trauma I'm hoping you, you're bringing up was brain, was brain trauma from some sort of trauma, right? Not, not getting punched in the face. Yes, exactly. Hit your head. Yeah. Because people, you need to understand that that whether, I mean, any sort of childhood trauma, rape, uh, violence, uh, you know, abuse, any sort of, anything like that. Yeah. When you look on a CT scan, it's the same shit. Wow. So yes, you pointed that out perfect. Very good job knowing that. Uh, but getting back to the inflammatory response, mm-hmm. this is a huge thing that I teach, is, okay. is getting down inflammation in your body. If CBD is helping you not stutter anymore, mm-hmm. That is a neurological thing. Okay. So you have to think there's pressure on something. Whether it's I, I, again, I don't, I, I'm, I'm theorizing here, but I'm pretty talking positive. I'm right. Um, so, so this is what I, I would love for you to do is keep taking the CBD. Right. Okay. Get on turmeric, turmeric, and Which also try to mix in a little black. Okay, good. Or if you can make golden milk, get into something that's got black pepper in for sure because that helps absorption of everything. Oh, okay. Uh, being, in, being in Toronto, right. being, uh, I mean, I, I work with field trip labs. I'm, I'm talking to wake clinics. Uh, these, these, it's legal for you to go get microdoses. And right. I'm sure they have incredible blends. I know they do. Okay. <laughs> so go, go there, hit them up. Right. Um, or I'll get you in touch with one of them. Perfect. And uh, wake would probably love to sponsor your, 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 uh, your podcast. And, Dude, you will see the difference because really? it, it's it's that that epigenetic neurogenesis. Big okay. word, big big beautiful word. It's the healing of the brain matter. It's the healing of the receptor sites. Whether they're whether it's an opioid receptor that's got crust and damage from years of opioid abuse, right. or it's these other receptors that have got fucked up because you were raped as a kid, or you were in a car accident, you watched someone die in front of you, you. Uh, Simple, as simple as, as your as your mother leaving you sure. when you're 12. Yeah, this guy, I went psycho after that. And of course, I had always I had already had trauma in my life, mostly physical. Right. I, I didn't have. I mean, I mean, you know, I didn't have the you know, sexual trauma. My parents broke that cycle. Yeah. Um, the, emo- the emotional trauma. Um, you know, I I I got a, a few racial slurs on my way, which were off. They're like, you fucking rice eater? And I was like, what? What? Like, Call me a beaner? Yeah, and I was like, what? Like, I, and, you know, I obviously, like, it was always an excuse to fight. So I was like, cool. Yeah, uh, you can say okay. whatever you want. I'm going to rad. I'm getting kicked out of this. <laughs> oh, shit. You know, it was, it was, I, I was a fighter. I was right. a crazy kid. Yeah, and yeah. I just, um, I, I, I never looked at it. 
like that. Oh, you want to call me a beaner? Okay, that's fine. Now you're going to lose some teeth. Yeah. And I'm going to do it in front of everybody. <laughs> and, you know, and it's like, obviously that's not good. It's not a good thing to do. But I, when I look back at my family, my family's Spanish. Spanish, Native American, Greek, and mainly uh, Scandinavian. Oh, wow. Um, but when you go from Spain to Texas, or Spain to Mexico, Mexico to Texas, you're a beaner. Mm. And and I shouldn't even be using that word. I really shouldn't even stop. Right, right. Um, because it's just, you know, you can't, black people can't say that. They shouldn't be saying the other word. No one should, like, you shouldn't be using these words. I, I really, I need to really stop doing that. Um, but, you know, you're looked at in that negative manner. And I love Texas so much, but it, I mean, the South is just a special place. Uh, still, so I've heard. Um, but they have to. They we used to have to walk in the back doors of places. Wow. My, my skin's my family's this light. Right. There's one or two dark ones, right. but like you know, and, and it was you know that's why they moved out here. You know, so I have this kind of double look at it from both sides of the other side of the coin. Yeah, I never went through either side of it. I, I was. I mean, yes, I got the white privilege and droves, uh, you know, living here and being just being in the family. Right. But but I also saw the, the darker side, the negative side, of it, the hood side of it. You mm. know, like I, I did Some, sometimes with some cousins or whatever. Um, and, and it's I don't know, man. With 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 the way this whole society is going in this country specifically, because this is where I live, um, it got it's a shit show. And I'm yeah. I'm honestly kind of happy I'm a two time felon. <laughs> I don't remember. I don't think I can vote. Someone says I could, and I was like, "Pretty sure, I'm pretty sure I can." I'm not going to look into that, right? Might be right, but I'm just going to keep telling myself I can't vote. Hey, that's a good way to get out of it. <laughs> yeah, you try voting for either one of those people, and they're, they're cronies. I know. I mean, I know. Like you know, it, the whole thing is so wrong. And then you got the libertarian guy that wears a boot on his head, or whatever. <laughs> about. Like, like what the fuck? This is so off. It what it, what it needs to happen is. <laughs> People my age, maybe 45 and less, right. need to take this fucking country over. All the special forces dudes and military guys, <laughs> even the older even the older generals, like someone like Mattis, who I can see could would be like, all right, look, we're old as fuck. Right, right. I'm going to lead the charge and you boys are going to take over after we, you know, take it off. Because, yeah. um, you know, look at like you have Pelosi, Biden, and sure, whatever Biden, whatever drugs they give him before <laughs> at the beginning of a speech, they work. They work with fucking great. Right. I don't know if it's BDNF or they're given an exosome therapy or Adderall, Modafinil, uh, Modafinil, whatever, 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 whatever drug it is. But yeah. by the end of the of the, the speech or his, his, <laughs> his bag, he's babbling like I am right now. Like fuck, it's so bad. And I just you have to laugh at it because it looks beautiful by the way. <laughs> uh, and it's just it's crazy. And to show our children. These idiots, we as adults, we don't have it figured out. Number one, and those are the people we're trying to leave in charge. You know, and it's like I I don't want to be involved in any of it. I I don't, and I and I I just like I should be in some way, shape, and form helping push a direction. And I I I, as a as a father of daughters, I have to lean left. I do, even though my family's right. Yeah, yeah. I have to lean this way because this way is really not good for women it's That's horrible true. and i always tell men i'm like hey listen i do teach the you know masculinity bullshit you know the toxic masculinity yeah, yeah. i used to think it was a joke i used to think it was a joke but it's it's real i tell guys i go listen they figured us out they figured us out we were real shitty for a real long really long time and now they're 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 here or they're starting to push here a little yep. more powerful than we are yeah so if you want to accomplish some good shit in this, in this time day and age you have to listen to women you have to have them by your side and then respect them and uh, and know that like they're you know this is equal we're on equal playing field here I mean this is how it needs to be because otherwise our world ends up like this and we have you know just it sucks it's not it's not cool no trust me well that's why more people gotta do mushrooms <laughs> oh yeah people are always like oh, do you want to do Trump mushrooms hell no <laughs> It would be so annoying. And, oh and, you know, I don't, I'm, I'm not that good. I'm not that good at all, like I said. I'm, right. I'm still a work in progress. Here. Sure. <laughs> I mean, like, there's certain things I'm an expert at, but with me having to analyze Trump, 
I mean, and then after, well, the thing is, is he's not going to do the homework that we sent him before mm. the ceremony. He's not. Right. And then he's, he's sure as shit isn't going to be honest during True. it. Yep. And then, and then even if he is there, when he go, when he leaves, he's going back to a bunch of yes men and yes women mm. that, you know, they, do, do people really tell him like the things that he says, like he's awesome and he's this and he's that, like he's all this, like who tells him that stuff? Like, look at him. Look at the shape of him. I know. Every part of it. I don't get it either, but I don't know. Well, that's who he surrounds himself, though, right? With a bunch of yes men, because that's what he needs, right? He needs that. Speaking of childhood trauma, who knows what went on there for him to need all this attention now, right? (laughs) Oh, have you read his book? No, no, not at all. He comes from a a, a super abusive father in childhood, you know, belittled and all that. Like, yeah, there's a lot there and a lot that I'm sure we don't know. Of course. That's worse, you know, being in that generation, being part of that, uh, you know, one percenter. I mean, a lot of like weird, gross stuff happens in that group. No kidding. uh, In every group. It's the human condition. That's what it is. It's it's no, we're finally finding out that. There's no specific religion that's worse than any other. Right. Yeah. No, sure. Maybe the, maybe the Muslims are a little more pushed off, pushed off than the rest of us. Uh, right. Right now. Right, just right now. That's right. this generation. True. Okay. There. We we were we were just as bad before. This person was just as bad before. I know. It's just people. It's just people in power who are manipulative, and it's it's they think it's a bunch of rich white guys. Mm. No, it's not. It, I mean, there's some in there. I'm sure. It's, I'm sure it's pretty equal. I'm sure there's <laughs> fucking people of every color in there that are the worst people ever and they're so rich and powerful and we don't know if they're the Rockefeller whatever the names are like you know yes I, the five families I, or whatever I don't know. yeah 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 but but there's a group of people up there that are doing it yeah up there down there even up fucking put I don't know Miami who knows where they live uh, <laughs> but like I don't know I, I have no idea I don't pay attention to it I because know. it's you can't though it's crazy but but at the same time, my business partners and friends are conspiracy theorists. Oh, okay. they have a bunch of them, like right. deep, like deep, like they, and then they go, like then they were talking about you know the whole child pedoph- pedophilia rings yes. and people you know f- you know murdering and you know, raping children and all this crazy stuff. Right, right. I was like, yeah, of course it's happening, duh. But I didn't put much thought into it. Yeah, I'm like, I'll just deal with that later. Obviously, that's real because this, at the same time, my friends are talking about flat earth. And I go, I go, listen, I live with a scientist, an actual world-class famous scientist. Right, yes. I, I, I grew up as my, my, my best friend is a physics professor and his and philosophy oh, is a physics professor okay. at, at USC. Wow. Like, I, 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 I've always been around really smart people. Right, right. Uh, and and I, I can't believe in your ice wall or all this other bullshit. Like I can't <laughs> you, you so like when 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 we try and argue about something, I go, oh, nope, nope. Thank you for the information here, here, and here. Then you start to get to ice walls and then lizard people, and I, I go, you can't even argue, bro. Like, I you can't. You want to? want you? Yeah, you want to argue about coronavirus? I'm like, nope. I'll leave. I'll leave right now. I'm hungry. I want to go get tacos. Like, <laughs> I don't need to fucking hear you talk about this and that other thing. I go, there's a virus out there. Wait, that's that's for sure. There's a virus right. that's killing people. Yes, you guys are healthy. I'm healthy. Yeah, yeah. You can cough in my mouth. I'm gonna be all right. But yeah. I'm what I'm talking about is there's ways to improve your immunities. I'm not here to argue about anything, right. let alone the coronavirus. Yeah, yeah. Of like, course. I, I I I don't. You know, um, I do believe it's it's a real thing. As the government built it, I mean, it's not, I wouldn't doubt it. Um, you know, it's it's. Uh, it's it's just it's all really crazy, but uh, you know it, it's this this whole thing has been so crazy. Uh, but yeah, so next next question. Yeah, so, okay, going back to, to the mushrooms again. Okay, the whole reason why I, I was asking if there's another way other than ingesting it, because yes. like I, I mentioned it in passing, my liver, it doesn't absorb oh, yeah, properly. Sorry, sorry. So, uh, uh, yes. uh, like, I took mushrooms a few times as a teenager, as we all do when we go out drinking and all that, right? I never felt anything. Like, it's hard for me to get yeah. drunk, too. I got to drink a lot to get fucking hammered because my liver doesn't do what it's supposed to. So, is there ways of smoking it and taking pill form? Oh, drops. This- so this isn't psilocybin. Are you talking about psychedelic mushrooms? Yes, exactly. So see how this is. This is called life cycle. It's a it's a 
amazing brand. Okay. Uh, right, right. Life cycle spelt like the Danish way. Okay. Which is C Y K E L. Right, right. Um, now, since that, that's those are all those are all medicinal mushrooms. Since you are in Canada, yeah. Um, I'm I'm sure they have. I know they do because I'm told. Um, so then you can. I've heard you can smoke it. I never have. I've heard you can snort it. Never have. Oh, I've wow. had drops. Okay. But if you have drops, it, it, it's just like cannabis. You just extract it. You oh. have to have proper extraction techniques. I mean, there's two way methods like water and alcohol. And uh, again, I, I'm not. I'm not a chemist. Right, right. I know some big words, but um, it, it's there's just ways of doing it. So it, it is possible. It's very possible. Um, and, and again, being in Toronto specifically, yeah. there is a lot. Help me in your area with that okay. sort of stuff. So, I, the, so or what I suggest to people who, are, if you're going to ingest, mm-hmm. don't eat don't eat a raw mushroom. Oh. That's the first thing. Really? Okay. Okay. Yeah, you need to pul- pulverize it down. Okay. Uh, because then, because then you have a protein structure in a whole mushroom okay. that has to be broken down by your stomach. Okay. If you pulverize it, then you have a powder, and you have more surface area, so more access to the goodness that's inside, so it'll make ah. it stronger and Makes and sense. easier to break down. Sure. Then, then, add in. There's something called lemon tech, which is just basically lemonade. Okay, that's all you need. Just sure. lemon juice and water. Okay, uh, okay, because you know citric acid will will break down the protein structure even further. Mm-hmm. Myself, I add in uh, pineapple juice for bromelain as an enzyme. Okay, and then a little bit of beet juice for vasodilation. So you have uh, you know it hits your bloodstream faster, better cardio if you're looking to. It's just good. It's just good for you. Too. Beach juice is really, really good for you. Okay. Um, but then also, you, when you you take that, you pulverize it, put your dose in there, gently stir it up for mm-hmm. if you can the whole time for three to three and a half, about three and a half, four minutes. It'll start to coagulate. Right. One good stir, shoot it. Oh. Now, now, prior to this, okay. yeah, prior to this, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, try and be fasted for about four hours, six hours. Okay, gotcha. And then from there, okay, you take some sort of prebiotic, probiotic, digestive enzyme shot, ginger. I recommend ginger, okay. turmeric, black pepper, for, again, for absorption, mm-hmm. um, something like that from the health food store. Sure. Take that down. Okay, it'll maybe it might, might burn a little bit, mm-hmm. but it's a good burn, you know. And, and especially that ginger will help your stomach be, be nice and easy. Of course. Um, and then you know, wait ten minutes, start to mix, mm-hmm. and then shoot it. Wow. Okay, so your stomach is primed and ready for absorption. Right. This is now broken down from essentially theoretically from psilocybin to psilocin. Mm. So now there's only one more step. You're getting rid of a whole step there. Okay, getting rid of just two steps, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have the lovely, the next step is the lovely molecule of serotonin. Well, it's not quite serotonin. It's a serotonin mimicking molecule that works off the same receptor and antagonizes that and that yeah. turns on. And then you have an anti-inflammatory effect of the brain, mm. of that receptor pathway in sight. Right. So that is where you have anti-anxiety or agoraphobia, mm. uh, you know, sense of self um, right. uh, feeling of energy this that sort of stuff this is where you you start to feel better think better your brain functions on a, on a higher a higher click right, right. Um, you know you're, you're processing things faster you're reading people's emotions and being able to give and receive information and love and energy it's it's um it's great um, okay now I gotta know side effects what about okay because with cannabis obviously a lot of people know there's very few the most c- concerned is people get psychosis from smoking too much weed sometimes right so is there anything if you take too much or can you slip into a psychosis while on mushrooms is there anything like that people should be worried about uh yeah i mean you can abuse anything okay and you can have you know psychotic events if you are predisposed to psychotic events Ah. you need to be but even those people under the right care under the right setting and attention right they can be guided just as easy as anyone else, but it takes caring individuals, oh, okay, like the people that I deal with, who know the professionals. Right? Don't do it yourself. Just because just because your friend or your loved one or your kid is crazy. Right, no, right. no, no. <laughs> There's places and people that to, to, to go see that'll make this work. And you can always mess up and and screw your life up. But those the hardest trips are usually the biggest learning experiences. This is something my. One of my best friends and coaches said to me once, he goes, you know what, man? 
I want to see you lose. Oh. And, you know, as my coach, right. my friend, or living with, I was like, the fuck did you just say to me? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> like, I knew it was, I wasn't like I was going to pick a fight with him. Yeah, yeah. Like, what? 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 <laughs> he goes, yeah. He sent me a meme. And he goes, yeah, I want to see you lose. And I was like, why? He goes, because you've won. You've done all that. You're, 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 and, and, you're, uh... and you're still a train wreck. You're a mess and you've done all that. Right. I want to see how you react to losing because are you going to go off the rails? Oh, you, you know, like, good point. Yeah, yeah. How, how are we going to get back? Oh, wow. <laughs> okay, well, I usually end the show with the Dumbass of the Week, but before we get into that, I know you're going to love this person because we've already sort of talked about it in passing, so that's a little hint of what's to come. But we barely the touched your... Dumbass of the Week, I like it. We barely touched on your UFC career. Now, I got to know. You were involved in the first flyweight belt in the UFC. You're literally immortalized. You're in the record books. You'll always be there for that. Now, yeah. I, see, I, that's what I just wanted to know. Do, does that, do you care about that? Is that like, you know what I mean, a feather in your cap or it's just another no, thing? it was cool. It was cool. I just, I was tortured that whole time. Oh, okay. You know, and, and, and no sour grapes about what happened. Okay. Like, sure. You know what? I look at it this way. Um, sure, I got screwed. Sure, I was being positioned as the first Conor McGregor. Right. Um, am I Conor? No. But am I a good businessman and a smart individual? <laughs> yes. I'm not like other fighters. Right. That's why I have all the business, the, the things that I do, because I'm not like them. So sure, I'd be really famous, <laughs> and I'd be really rich. Right. Great. But I'd probably be the same shitty person I used to be. Uh-huh. And, I, I don't, and I don't like that person. I don't ever want to be that person again. Right. And I think uh, also... Let's say I did win. Okay. You know, and, and yeah, I would have I would have had good momentum and, and done a Connor thing and won a few you know, a few good good fights and put on a show. Sure. Would I have been able to do what Demetrius did? Would I have oh. been such a student and gone on that eleven fight win streak or twelve fight win streak, whatever sure, it was, yeah. and still been a still been a humble, good person. Yeah, yeah. You know? Who got shit on constantly. And like was still just like, Yep, I'm gonna play my video games, boop, turn my ear <laughs> Right. And I'm like, yeah, he's yeah. such a good dude. And, and when he did say smart-ass stuff, it was hilarious. Yeah, He's just, you know, he's a good person. So it's like, I look at it that way. And I, and I, I think, you know what? Probably not. So um, the, for me, this has been, this is, my whole life has been a learning lesson. And um, now it's time to teach it. No, of course. No doubt. No, okay, you also have a black belt in Kung Fu. Did that help you at all in your mixed martial arts career? It helped me be a little psychopath uh, because, you know, I was, I was, it was Kung Fu. It was, I didn't compete in anything. Oh, okay. I okay. learned eye, eye gouges and headbutts oh, and throat strikes. Right. And my, my, my Sifu, he's just like, you know, he knew what kind of kid I was. He right. goes, listen, if you, if you get in trouble, you know, you know, your parents don't punish you. You come here. You come here and deal with me. And I was like, yeah, Sifu. Right. <laughs> I know. And when I would get in fights, he would tell me, you have a red zone. There's a little red zone around you. When, uh, oh, when someone steps in that red zone, you can protect yourself. Right. And that's, 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 that was, that was just my, cause I got picked on a lot for being so small. So, you know, it was, it was just a bad move on a lot of kids' parts. It was always that, it was always that big kid, the big, you know, kind of, of chubby kid that was yep. real aggressive. And that yep. would, I, I would always end up just hurting and, it wasn't, it wasn't a good thing. Now, did you still end up with those stupid idiots after even when they knew you were in the UFC trying to, still trying to pick fights with you? Uh, no. No, no, no. Mm. No one has tried to pick a fight with me in a long time, which is cool. Like, okay. I mean, or, 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 or if it's some drunk guy or someone's angry right. about something. Yeah, yeah. And they don't, they don't first notice mm. who I am. Right. Over the past decade, it's been, hey, bro, after, I think, like, hey, uh, can I buy you a drink? Oh. Like, hey, thank you. Th- thank you for not beating the shit out of me. I'm sorry I got mad. And I'm like, listen, yeah, yeah. I don't care. Right. You got mad and you called me a bad asshole. Like, it's fine. Oh, sorry. What, 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 people, this, it happened the other day. Okay. I was at Starbucks. Okay. And I'm in the line. I, I pull into Starbucks, made an order, and realize it's closed. Right. Not closed, but the indoor's not open. So I reverse out and I wait in line. I don't hmm. cut off really like many people, maybe anybody. Well, I wait there for him to open up or to open the line. I, I, he doesn't move, so I pull in front of him. You're right. And I waved and like took my time. Sure. And he starts honking and oh. MFing me and flipping me <laughs> off. And I'm like, babe, look, look how mad he is. And he gets out of the car and I was like, oh, oh my God, he's going to get out of the car. <laughs> oh my God. And I was just, I was giggling. Yeah. And then 
he, he starts went to my window, starts shooting yeah. me. I rolled down my window and I just stuck my face on the window. And oh I'm my like, god! I was like, hey, Charlie, you're this, you're a fucking asshole, you're that. I go, I am. <laughs> I'm really sorry. I was like, I'm really sorry. He just kept going. I gave him like 30 seconds of it. Yeah. Get out of the fucking car. I was like, hey, you should probably get back in your car, man. Wow. You probably get just like laughing. Yeah. He just was like, <sighs> I'm in his car. And I was like, you know what? Like, I, what, what would, what, imagine what went wrong in that guy's life to do that True. when he got that mad? Yes. And then, and then wrong car, buddy. Like, you, you get out and, I get out, and yep. what do I do? Do I, do I, as a kid, I would have got out and embarrassed the guy. For sure. You know, like, it probably hurt him in, in the process. Yeah. But if I was really angry, if it was just at this form, oh, I go out and I, I torch some poor guy, and I put him in the hospital and go to jail. Like I know, it's not worth it. And, and, and ruin that guy's day even life even more, maybe <laughs> kill him. Like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, I'm not getting out of my car, bro. I just lock my door, like, nope, sorry. Oh. You're not, like, I'm not, I'm not afraid, but I don't want to deal with you. You might have a gun. True. Like that. That's right. Yeah. See, up yeah, here, I wanna, I, up here, it's a little bit easier. You can sort of get into those fights because we're not allowed to carry guns. Obviously, there's illegal shit everywhere, but yeah, most of the time, no one's carrying a gun, so you could actually get into a fist fight with not worrying without getting shot. Yeah, that, that that's it's still here a little bit, but like not much. When you right. get mutual combat, you know, you, you'll get. I've seen videos recently with a couple high school kids that. These, maybe even right out of high school, these kids could fight and it was just two and you had like an uncle in the background going, yeah. hey, back up. And then the kids, there was no like BS. Oh, yeah, yeah. These, and these, these two kids threw down and they they looked like pros. It was pretty Shit. cool. Yeah. <laughs> Probably in Hawaii, but who knows? <laughs> Most likely. All right, on to the Dumbass of the Week. Ready? Yes. Okay, well, you brought it up earlier. Flat Earthers. Did you hear about, okay, this happened back when uh, quarantines first started, when COVID was first happening, especially in Europe. So there was two Italian guys. It was back in April. Apparently, a quarantine just happened, lockdown just happened. And instead of staying home and abiding by the rules and doing all this stuff, these guys decided to prove that the world is flat. Now, if you had to guess, what do you think these guys ended up doing to prove that the world's flat? Um... I, I don't know. What, what, they tried to jump off the edge of the earth? Nope. Almost close. So these guys drove to the coast somewhere in Italy. Again, I'm not good with cities and stuff, so I won't even try and name it. They drove to the coast of Italy, and they bought a boat. No experience boating whatsoever, not even in water once in their lives. Decided to go, okay, let's get in the boat and just keep going left, and we're going to hit the end of the world, and then we're going to tell everybody we got there. Now... <laughs> Guess what happened oh, next? Man. They went. They, di- they died. No, they didn't die. This is where the story gets even worse. So they went. They dis- they hit an island somewhere just north of Africa or something, and they thought that that was the end of the world. And they thought that they accomplished really proving that the world is flat. Thought. Why, how does that? How does that make sense? <laughs> like how, how? What? Like. You just hear certain people say things, and you're like, like, how the fuck did you come to that conclusion? Right? Because they hit land. They're like, nope, that's it. This is it. If we go any further, we're going to fall off. We proved it. People are special. You think? Yeah, it's just, it's astonishing that people are alive sometimes. Well, did you hear about that? Did you hear about that other guy who actually built his own rocket and tried to go into space to prove that the world was flat as well? This was a few months back, too. Right, the guy that crashed. Yes, exactly. Yeah, people were shocked and screaming, "Oh no!" I'm like, "He's not not NASA or Elon Musk. The guy's guy. He built this thing for like ten grand, right?" Yeah. Well, happen. Of course, he's going to die. Oh my God! Well, like, Ian, thanks for coming aboard. Really appreciate. Now's your time. Let people you. know where they could find you. Plug all your shit. Take your time, my friend. Uh, so original Instagram is Uncle Creepy MMA. Uh, my coaching program and platform is the McCall Method.com or the McCall Method on Instagram. And then I also have my new podcast called The Intellectual Giants. It's about to drop. We've got a bunch of amazing people on there that just show, I get to show the world my evolution and the people that help me do it. And it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's been, been amazing to record so far. So go, uh, go check it out. 
Beautiful. For myself, you can find my, me on Instagram and Twitter under Finger Styles. You can follow the podcast on Twitter, the podcast app. Email us your thoughts, suggestions, comments, anything you want to get off your chest at the podcast dap at gmail.com. Rewind to the top of the show. Support those fine sponsors because if it helps them out, it helps me out. And please do the most important thing, rate, subscribe, review on all major platforms. One more question before I let you go. Yes, sir. I got to bring it up. I saw you do comedy when I was in L.A. last year at the Dime Bar with Adam. Yeah. Now, do you want this to continue? Are you too busy, or was this just a hobby of some sort? It was a, it was a hobby comic, um, and I will—I uh, don't know. You'll see. I have some things coming out that I'll—you'll that I'll, uh, see. But yeah, there's going to be some comedy. It's just going to be a lot different this time. <laughs> and lastly, you said you haven't spoken to God. So when you died, did you see anything? What was the experience like? Because I've never talked to anyone who's actually died legally. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I, I just—I I didn't see anything. That's it. It's just so lights off. I'm, I'm just, yeah, I'm just, I'm in a, uh, maybe in a search. Maybe I won't talk to anything. I don't know. We'll see. I'll let you know. <laughs> Sounds good. On that note, he's Ian. I'm Steve. This is the podcast. Peace. See you guys. Thank you.